Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's not really a reminder. It's an echo. In the terms of Pokemon, I just used a water type on your fire type. No. In the terms of Pokemon, you used um, something that would redo your last attack as your first attack. That's a pretty powerful item you've just described to me. No, because you never had a last attack. You... Okay. (laughs) Your metaphor has failed completely. No, hold on, hold on. Please tell me you're recording this correctly. Oh, yes. This is is now recording. If the power says repeat last attack and you use that as your first attack you do zero damage because you had no last attack but that's not what you said i did you said i used a power that used my last attack as my first as my next attack which means my original attack which was an attack worked in my what i'm saying <laughs> is that context, this action your, your is the first attack too much context and it has failed sir I, you no, lose it requires a different nothing. grammar good day i get everything i said good day you could take your Wonka Vader and shove it up your ass. Your what? <laughs> My what? Wonka, Wonka Vader. Vader. I heard po- uh, Wonka Wonka Vader. What's a Wonka Vader? What's a Wonka Vader? Oh, honey, it goes up, so, uh, downstairs, side to side, three ways, four ways. It's basically a turbo lift. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the it fires it, up into the It's been a long sky. time since I read those books. Okay. You know so, what? Speaking of Wonka Vader, which is what I thought you said. Yeah. Did you guys hear? <laughs> Did you guys hear about mm. the uh, Star Wars days and the Disney cruises that they announced today? Yeah. No. It looks super exciting. So basically, um, you know, Disney used to, on their cruises, uh, do this thing called Pirates in the Caribbean, because their cruises are going around the Caribbean, and so you dress up as pirates for a day and watch the movies. And it was oh, fun. okay. But now they're replacing it, I think possibly, partially because their cruises are going all over the world, not just the Caribbean, and the other partially because money... But they, they're now going to be official Star Wars days. On Star Wars the is a much-loved property that almost everyone recognizes. Yes. I mean, you show someone Darth Vader and you're like, would you let this guy borrow your child for five minutes? Most people are going to be like, I don't speak your language, but I'm going to assume no. <laughs> the um, uh, it, So it involves meet and greets with uh, Vader, Boba Fett, Chewbacca, and Stormtroopers. And meet and greets? Yep, like character breakfast. Boba Fett? Yep. There's so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they're going to be showing the movies all day, and they're going to be uh, um, uh, that's awesome. having the Jedi Academy from the parks take place in the show. Oh, that's cool. Which, if you can't take place take, take part in as an adult, I'm going to be angry. Actually, and they turn all the nightclubs into cantinas for the night. That is fantastic. Yes. But where will they get all the aliens? From the guests. Oh. I imagine. 
dress up as aliens, I get it now. Yes. What now? They could probably do an adult-only Jedi Academy version. Now I'm thinking of a sexy Jedi Yeah, I know, Academy. I was going to say. Now, like, ignite the saber. <laughs> First, you must stroke the hilt to ignite the saber. But this thing's barely as large as a womp rat. <laughs> Perhaps you need to spend some time fondling the holocrons in order to get the, the uh, saber hilt extended further. Get this walking carpet away from me. <laughs> There are so many lines you can... We can't repel firepower of that magnitude. <laughs> Close the blast doors. They were already closed. <laughs> yes. They Open the blast doors. Open, Open the, the blast, blast doors. doors. Yes. Open blast doors the blast... Okay. Open the blast doors to your heart. Yes. I love that. That's my favorite stormtrooper thing. Along I with really appreciate... Those were the droids I was looking for. for. Oh. Um, I really appreciated the Mass Effect Valentine's you yes. sent me. I really liked the Legion one. Would you like 1,803 boyfriends? <laughs> or no, it I was also, more inquisitive. It was like, would you be interested in Yeah. I also really enjoyed, um, oh my god, I've forgotten his name. The really hot lizard. Oh, Thane. 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 you make me weak in the weak in the knees, and I'm pretty sure it's not my disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Of course I'll fall in love with you. You're a threatened killer who feels bad about it and you're dying. Oh, now I'm just thinking of that scene. You know the one. I know the one, and I'm very sad. So, basically, Thane is every goth girl's activator. He which, has that voice, too. Which is also why Jairus is interested in him, because Jairus is every goth girl. Not every goth girl. I am not all 1,803 goth girls. <laughs> you Hashtag, know not all goth girls. <laughs> Would you call that a uh, a legion of goth girls, or is it more like a Gamora of goth girls? <laughs> a, or, mur- a murder of goth girls. Um, uh, no, Believe me, I belong be... to a crow fan forum. I oh, know how we true. think. I really appreciate, by the way, that during the course of my life, um, Hot Topic as a company has grown with me. So that it, <laughs> when I first started, From when you were when I was in high yes. school, they sold all the golf merchandise and I wanted to buy. And they now they only sell brony. stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, it's that's great. so true. That's actually a really good point. Oh god, yes, they really have. Yeah. You know what I really like about Hot Topic is that they seem like nothing. The, no, thanks, sir. No, you see, it seems like the kind of place where the people who'd work there uh, would be like typically rude like they'd be like you know yeah. everyone expects the like too cool for school teenager experience so give them that almost never like oh, almost yeah. everyone there is super nice and even when they're attractive. flirting with the uh freaking servicemen in front of you i just want to buy this goddamn derpy sticker <laughs> i don't i like i almost lean forward and be like he's obviously gay let him go the one thing that um has never changed about it, and that this I think is always really amusing. But that even now, as a store who really doesn't sell that much goth stuff anymore, they mostly sell like pop figures of like The Walking Dead and things like that. And a lot of uh, they, geek t-shirts. Yes, they still play the same punk music they played yeah. in the nineties. And the everyone who works at the store is still required to have crazy hair colors and tattoos and beards. <laughs> and the back of their store is always covered in alternative punk and uh, yes, metal bands. That's true. That is still always there. The, I um, wish there was one in the Bay Area because I really want to go out and get a baby metal. There uh, are t-shirt. several in the Bay Area. Not there's the, one in Stonestown. There's, there's one, one in the Hillsdale no, Mall. No, Stonestown closed. Oh, well, there's one in the Hillsdale Mall. There's one there at is? the um, okay. uh, the mall in um, 
uh, off of 280 and 92 and up, uh, the, the one with the horses. Tanfran. Tanfran. Oh, Tanfran. Yes, yes. There are horses there. That's what's on their logo. So. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Another thing I really like about Hot Topic um, is that if there's something that... Sorry! <laughs> I meant to gently throw the car keys to my wife, but I threw them like a missile at her I eye. love how you... Like, pantomime the whole thing out. I can tell that you spent a lot of time in Belgium. It was very detailed. What? <laughs> Belgium people love detailed street theater. It's just one of those... No, they don't! It's, ev- it's just one of those, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, stereotypes that everyone it's knows about Belgium people. stereotypes that you made up. <laughs> there are no stereotypes about Belgian people. That's not beer. true. Belgian and people chocolate. are... Well- yes. And, oh no, wait, that's the Swiss. Fucking Swiss. Why don't they go back to where they came from? The land named after them. Yes. Um, there was a um, an interview with a hilariously out of touch Vince McMahon a couple of months ago. And, you mean um, every Vince McMahon? Yes. And somebody asked him. Uh, well, the guy who was interviewing him, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin, asked Ew. him. Uh, you don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't like the idea of Stone Cold Steve Austin having to interview Vince McMahon. But think about but... it on the fact that it was on Stone Cold's podcast and he could ask whatever oh, he wanted. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, does he get any money from Vince? Right he does. Now? It was on the WWE oh, Network, see, but he still, still treated it like his own show and oh, asked okay. him whatever the fuck he wanted. What did he ask? Um, oh, it was a lot of stuff. He bullied Vince McMahon into admitting that Randy Savage is going into the Hall of Fame this year. It's been too damn long. Oh, um, good. He, good. Uh, he, okay. There was a an exchange uh, where Stone Cold was pushing Vince to try and explain why he doesn't let any of the younger wrestlers, uh, you know, do anything. And Vince went into an old man, those darn millennials don't work for anything, Rit. Against people <laughs> In he his own company. employs. Yes. This is everything that <laughs> we don't like about the greatest generation who aren't... No, wait, they're baby boomers. Yes. He's a baby boomer. Yep. You didn't even fight him World War Two. You just got... Benefits from the GI Bill. Yeah, screw you. Yeah, that's what man sucks. But although the, uh, watching um, him uh, totally um, have a man crush on his own self in that one GIF is yes, hilarious. That is, is that him? Uh, in no, both things, so no. it's just a guy who but looks like him, or they the, put his the face on bodybuilder guy that they show in that image who yeah. looks a little bit like him. Is um, looks a from lot one of like yes, him. is from one of Vince's. Um, Failed side ventures to wrestling, and this was the World Bodybuilding Federation, which was he oh, tried to get a primetime yeah. bodybuilding show on the air gross. in the late '80s, and it was very gross. That does sound very '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time as the uh, um, late night aerobic champions, the championships were a thing. I remember when aerobics was thought to be a sort of real and now it's Ty Bowen like this is the same thing thing. you have marketed to us every two years like I I'm doing this workout program with Maylene called uh, Combat and it's a really good workout but throughout the video the teachers are like yeah now we can really work on getting our karate punches right I'm like we're not working on that we're just throwing fake punches forward 200 times in a row because it gets my heart rate up and I'm okay with that you don't have to lie to me and try to tell me you're teaching me MMA but that's all it is It, it. See, the thing about exercise is there almost is never a truly, like, groundbreaking um, discovery in exercise no. that changes exercise. So it's all, they know what works as far as we understand right now. They just have to rebrand it and rebrand it so that people will buy it and get excited by yeah. it so they don't get bored and drop it. Or sometimes, 
this is um, something that I, as someone who doesn't fully trust a lot of things sold to me, um, a lot of times things are made knowing that they'll fail, especially when it's diet and exercise stuff, because your guilt when they fail goes back so hard that the other part of the company that sells junk food... <laughs> And then they make a new thing, and it's this cycle. Well, that's how um, gym cuisine does that. Gyms make most of their money, but on people who don't actually come to the gym, yeah, who true. just have a membership and then uh, feel enough guilt that they don't, you know, uh, they go just in, keep but they don't paying. cancel the membership. Yeah, because they're like, "I'll go in next week." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how you make gonzo money. You the create greatest. a product that nobody uses, but everybody feels like they should pay for. What is this? Going to the gym. Uh, gym memberships. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're not very a geek uh, thing to talk about, which I find to be weird because most characters, whether male or female, well, not all female characters, but most characters in geeky things look like they go to the gym all the time. Every day. Like, my, so, um, you remember my, our, our friend Brian Patterson, who's yeah, a professional yeah. actor. Well, you put that guy on camera, he looks normal. And he goes to the gym like five hours every day to look it, normal. So I, this is something that, and I, I'm not insulting or not trying to insult uh, the Hollywood of England. Right. But you know how there's a TV America attractive? Yeah. England doesn't have that because no. there aren't as many people here. And I think one of the weird benefits of having such a huge country with so many different types of people is we've created this weird idea of attractive that is so out of touch for the vast majority of people that we almost don't see people that aren't attractive as real because they're not the sort of people given to us in stories all the time. When you said great, you didn't mean great in a positive way. No, great like in large. Yes, that's okay. That's what great, I thought. Because like, I was like, that doesn't in... sound like something Jairus would find great no, at no, all. No. <laughs> it's almost like, and I think there's a pushback too. A lot of nerd yeah. culture stuff features people who are... Um, generally just out of weight or they don't care they have, they don't look yeah. like they go to the gym all the well, time well that's one of the things that it I helps love people about connect with the them. rise of uh, streamers and esports because yeah a lot of streamers are attractive girls shoving their cleavage in the camera but a lot of the really I've famous this. Um, you know like esports players are the sort of people who would decide to play League of Legends for a living which means that they're not the sort of people who throw a football around a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but wouldn't it be nice if they could go home and tell dad I became an athlete they are athletes yeah. they're athletes yeah. they get paid to play a sport therefore they're athletes sport it's a sport is chess a sport yes are chess masters athletes yes I, I totally agree that it's competitive and it takes skill, but not everything that takes skill is a sport. Well, what other things that are competitive and take skill are not sports? Lockpicking is not a sport. Where is their competitive lockpicking? In the Netherlands. It's amazing. Th- that's a the sport. world record right now is 40 seconds on a uh, six tumbler um, uh, padlock. That sounds like a sport to me. Are it's, the people, no, people it's watch? Not. Yeah. Are there are there prizes for winning? Yeah, that sounds like a sport. That I think you have confused competition with sport. No, because sport doesn't necessarily have to be physical. That is the very definition of what a sport no, is. No, not at all. A sport. Take is out your goddamn game. dictionary. <laughs> yes. Hold on, internet. We are going to be a little quiet for a second. No, we're going to keep talking through this. Okay. I can't wait to hear Jarrett's reaction when he's wrong. I'm not going to be wrong because I know what words mean. <laughs> no, you don't. In fact, you regularly do not. Sport is all That's forms of usually yeah, competitive physical activity. That's Wikipedia. Okay, okay, fine. 
I want, like, Webster's Dictionary here. Screw that Oxford Dictionary. Look at it up. All right. Sport. Noun. Read it out loud, motherfucker. It's not loading. Okay. Hold on. Well, okay. All right. I guess it says physical activities as part of the definition. Yeah. It is. That is what makes something sport. The original um, definition of sport, I think, from, like the English aristocratic idea is something that is fun to do that takes you outside. Well, then. That cannot be done inside. <laughs> I am officially afraid. Why? Why? I went to OxfordDictionaries.com and then it has a front section thing. Of, not only does it have a trending section, it is the most popular in the US. Download, sluice, meaning, compromise, online, curb, spelled with a K, parody, yeah. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, yeah, Misandrist and disability. Misandrist got added. <laughs> Why would that get added? That's not. Um, I don't know. Well, if got, it's I don't a know word. if it got added or if these are just most popular words that people are discussing because oh, I don't okay. think supercalifragilisticexpialidocious oh, is in the dictionary. No, yeah. it is. It got added recently. Kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> it's a word. What does it mean? That's the point of the word. It is a word without meaning. Oh. It is zen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is the art of motorcycle repair. <laughs> adjective, extraordinarily good, wonderful. The only word to characterize Kepler's discoveries was supercalifragilix. Kepler's discoveries? Kepler's discoveries. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Did he say that, or did they just say I, that? I the think movie? they might. that might be a modern reference, meaning Kepler to the telescope, not Kepler the man. Oh, 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 okay. There's a Kepler telescope? Yes. Oh, yes. I That's didn't know that. how we discovered most of the new planets we've discovered recently. Oh. Did you hear that NASA has started plans to build space submarines that they're going to land on ocean planet, ocean moons? Did you hear that there is a private um, plan to, like, fuck it, we're going to privately um, uh, colonize Mars? Yeah, that's the dumbest idea. But, no, it is not. They don't, we don't have the technology to send a colony to Mars on the way that they're, the, the timeline that they And we never for. will in that attitude. They're going to send a whole bunch of people to die. And they admit that, yeah, we're going to die. <laughs> Listen, if they want to die on another planet, I'm saying that sounds like an amazing dream. <laughs> you should, you should really pursue that because you will go down in history. Yeah. Like Roanoke. We didn't learn. Yeah, exactly like Roanoke. <laughs> Except like... there won't be any natives to blend into, which is what happened to Roanoke. They didn't disappear, goddammit. They just didn't have enough food. But Jerris, the other ship was gone for at least three years. We have no idea. And there's no way they could have disappeared that fast. I mean, it's not like they left a letter saying the exact name <laughs> of the island they went to. It was written on a goddamn tree. I know. Like. What's this? Uh, people for years was like, what happened to Roanoke? What happened to Roanoke? And a lot of, in the 1930s, when social science kind of grew up and stopped being about, let's say, why white people are so awesome, um, they actually sat down, well, if you look at the evidence, they say here that they wrote the name of the island they went to with, I think, an arrow or something. Yeah. No, there was an arrow, but they said it. And there was a native population there, and the people of that native population tested positive for European. And, like, some of them had, like, blue eyes and blue Yeah, exactly. Like, so... Okay. So they mixed in with the native. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a, they had a couple hard winters. And they decided instead of trying to be hard nosed European colonists, they'd just go live with the natives and be peaceful. Yeah, and that I'm sure that and that's that probably was really good for the natives because yeah. they got some of their immunities. Yeah. Too bad about the rest of the colonists. 
<laughs> God damn it! Too bad our ancestors were such assholes. I, oh, well, not my ancestors. I didn't. I your ancestors after... weren't assholes. I'm no. sorry, Mr. German. No, no, no. They weren't because I am in the perfect little window. My ancestors left Germany <laughs> after the colonization era, uh-huh. but uh-huh. before the World Wars. Okay. Do you know what those Germans did to the French? And subsequently, what the, the French, French did back to them. <laughs> you you have Saxon blood in you if you were from Germany. Therefore, you are not innocent. <laughs> Your ancestors were assholes. Nonsense. Now, all, I... of my, all of my crimes were resolved by my king taking the arrow in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am Greek and Italian, and thus my people are not so much blameless as responsible for everything. <laughs> <laughs> we are responsible for art and also this atrocity. We could have had a Celtic culture, but Julius Caesar said no. <laughs> that would have been nice, but Julius Caesar said no. <sighs> would have been cool to find out what Druidism was all about. He literally salted the earth of their uh, religion by ripping up their the trees they had planted hundreds of years ago, which in their combination is like rowan, oak, and not cedar, something else. He rips those up, taking away all of their holy places. That's disgusting. He he just like was there unobtainium under the trees? No, just spite. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> lots amount, lots of spite. Okay. Strategic piles of spite, <laughs> which, as we all know, Celtic people have lots of. Yes, it's true. <laughs> all of Europe, but especially the British Isles, are filled with strategic pockets of spite. If only they had held out a little bit more in that. Bitch of, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Joan of Arc had it come in. We totally own France. <laughs> I mean, you promised us the goddamn kingdom. I'm so sure I've said. told you this story before, but I was so fucking pissed. And so we were in um, uh, a uh, mock European parliament thing that my history teacher set up in high school. <laughs> and it was uh, the Europeans up... trying to be government. Yeah. Together. It was, it was the lead up to. Uh, World War One, I, I believe, and so we were all given different countries to play, and we were playing Germany, and so we were basically as oh, diplomats yeah, you were trying to, we were trying to say, look over here, look at over here, look at this shiny thing. Don't pay attention to us being about to invade your countries, and so one of our goals was to try and get allies, and like I got the traditional allies of like you know, you know Italy, and because people those the people it wasn't Italy, it's World War One, but the people that Germany was allies with who. Um, we could Austria give them hungry. what they wanted. Hungry but I Empire. went to England and I said, England, I will give you France. <laughs> and they turned me down. What, France? That's because they're English. Speaking <laughs> as an English person, Melissa, wouldn't you, wouldn't you take France finally no! after all these years? Fucking hell no. You could just French. burn it. No. It's yours to do with as you please. No. You can make them wear funny hats and sing silly songs. No, the politicians are too hilarious. Melissa, you could force them to eat food you can pronounce. Most English people can pronounce their foods because they were forced to take French oh, lessons. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would not want friends besides that politicians are hilarious. That That is true. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we need opinions from more more English people. English people, email us and tell us how tell us you what want you to would do France. to France. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, just everyone, email us and tell us what you would do if you were offered France. I have. I most modern English people give a crap about France. And you've forgotten your history and the faces <laughs> of your fathers. You, the dignity of your people is about hating France. Yes. No, not necessarily. At, one of the things that we don't teach in American history, because we like to shit on France, um, is that the French people are fucking terrifying. 
What you know the song that goes dun 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 their their national anthem. It is a litany of the horrible things they are going to do to the Germans when the Germans right after the uh, uh, the revolution was like you don't have a king huh that means you're powerless and they invaded. The French chased them all the way over Prussia and held on to a bit of Prussia. Wow. And the things they describe in that, like, their blood, like, we will soil your uh, waters with your blood. It is really dark. <laughs> I think a lot of what happened in uh, World War One and World War Two was kind of Germans remembering the last 100 years. Yeah. Where Napoleon came in and said, okay, now you're going to have a code. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, history jokes. History. Uh, We've been watching Drug History on Hulu, and that is one of the funniest it is. fucking shows. Yeah, it's I I think I enjoy it much more as a TV show than I would as a podcast. Although I understand the I the uh... it's funny to watch people be drunk. Yes. it's kind of alarming to hear people be drunk. Well, if if all it is is just hearing them be drunk, I'm like, oh, that'd be funny after like one episode. But the fact that they bring in these actors, some of whom are like you know actual actors, to lip sync to their drunken narration is just fucking hilarious. That is awesome. <laughs> Have you not watched the TV show at all? No, I, I've watched it once. Okay. Uh, I remember the episode. one with, uh, what's his name? Uh, ben Franklin. Okay. Well, the one we just watched had um, Jack Black playing Elvis, drunk on power from the uh, yes. uh, narcotics badge that he'd been given by the government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. He... He did personally request to become a member of uh, the, not the FDA, the uh, uh, Drug Alcohol Firearms. Yeah, um, I think that's what it's called. But FDA? Is no, FDA is Food and Drug Yeah, Drug that's Drug. right. Why am I thinking? Uh, uh, it's the Alcohol Tobacco, ATF. Alcohol ATF, tobacco, yeah. yeah. That's what he wanted yeah. to be a part of. Yeah. Why? Who knows? According to Drug History, it's because he met... Um, they didn't say who it was, but they heavily applied it was Mel Blanc from all the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Okay. Who also had an honorary badge and was giving telling Elvis tales about how he could use it to do whatever he wanted. And pull well, because they can take, if you have that badge, you can take any drug from anyone as evidence. You don't have to fucking report it, because this was before computers. And there were, <laughs> paper trails were super easy to fuck with. <laughs> as opposed to now, where their paper trails are difficult to fuck with, so they just lie. So here's something I want to briefly talk about in that it, it boggles my mind because we don't really conceptualize this when we're talking about history or there are shows from history. Uh-huh. There are things that we have come to be used to because of the internet that did not exist in the world. For instance, in the 1930s, if you went to a town and said, I am a doctor, I will help you, and you took their money and left, even though you had a thing that said you were a doctor from a famous university, and you went 30 miles away, as long as you didn't use the same name, you were gone. (laughs) There was no way to track anyone. There were no databases. Almost no one moved from town to town unless um, they were government or shipping in some way, Um, especially in the 30s when a lot of people who were shipping tend to be smuggling alcohol, and there was a lot of Talk about that. Yeah. That's how we get cow shoes. <laughs> You've seen those, right? No. They're shoes with cow hooves print like on the other side, so you can walk across fields hauling alcohol, and when people look, they're like, oh, just cows have been through here. <laughs> um, and they're made specifically for that because a man holding alcohol is just about heavy enough to look like they were a cow. That's hilarious. Unless, you know, you're a tracker, and then you're like, this yeah. isn't a fucking cow. Um there are things, but nowadays when we think of privacy, we're like, well, you know, you do something, you're going to get found. 
We, yeah. we think of the Matrix as when someone with information wants to find you. They can just find you, but that is not something that existed so, like 50 years ago. I was watching a um, uh, Reddit video from this woman um, the other day who is mm-hmm. uh, just recently turned, I believe she was somewhere between 19 and 21. Anyway, okay. Um, she was born at home. Mm-hmm. Her parents neglected, because they're crazy Christians, to file a birth certificate. Oh, I was just yeah. telling Melissa. That. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's never been to the hospital. She has no medical records. Never been to a dentist. Has no dental records. <sighs> so she's now old enough to go to college and drive and stuff like that. And she has no proof that she exists. She cannot get a driver's license. She of cannot go to college. She, she has no proof card. she exists, Mike. Documents are literally the number of the beast. <laughs> That's how the one world government controls you and <laughs> takes away your Christianity. That's kind of how her parents are. I know. So I've seen what, these things what online. What did she do? Well, that's what she went to uh, Reddit for help with. She was trying to find anybody who might know anything on how to help her. Oh, this poor girl. Yeah. Well, no, Reddit was actually very helpful. But because Reddit has monstrous ele- it's like it, it's, it's yes. neutral yes. It, it's chaotic neutral same as uh, as anonymous yeah that's why anonymous isn't a person it's not a thing it's literally chaotic neutral yes it's it literally a bunch of angry people on the internet who have access to DDoS software and can do whatever and they we are like. now going after ISIS I know which is hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious um, but uh, yeah so they um, somebody was saying the the most advice someone could give her was that um their grandfather had gone through the same thing for similar reasons, but he had been able to prove that he served in the military, so that's uh, he fixed it. Well, but, she just gets into the military. Yeah, God, no, that's not a good idea. We're about to send more troops into the oh, Middle East. Oh, wait a second. She doesn't have a birth certificate? No. She's not a provable U.S. citizen. Yes. she's born. She was born here, so she is a U.S. citizen. Right, but she but was she born here according it. to the two people who are responsible of doing it. Right, that. exactly. There she, is... Yeah, she can't that, prove that she's a U.S. citizen. Oh, no. This woman has no <laughs> lawful protection. I think the reason that they haven't deported her is because there's nowhere to deport her to because her family's from <laughs> what, the U.S. What? Her mother's vagina? Like, yeah, where are they going to deport her to? Exactly. This, oh, my God. These parents. Yeah. They really didn't want her to be on the grid. Yeah. And so, I think, I don't know. I mean, the one, the best piece of advice that I saw was knock on the door of the CIA and say, hi, I don't exist. <laughs> that yeah you can do I that I cannot be traced Give me okay so I saw something recently uh, I've been watching because I need something to watch while grade uh-huh. uh, the show 12 Monkeys which because it I've works I've heard with, it's really good it is really good but you have to divorce yourself from the thing in the movie as well it draws on that when at first it looks like this is a splinter timeline from that it's not as connected as you think and they're probably yeah. not the same stories yeah it is Which makes very sense you're making a TV interesting. You don't want to make the same right. story as the movie. It is also incredibly non-apologetic about, like, you know how the difference between Ichabod Crane and Abby uh, Mills is kind of funny. Yeah. And produces comedy. Yeah. The difference between a like 2043 post-apocalyptic survivalist <laughs> and a normal person is great enough that it that it actually is horrific in some ways <laughs> at one point his assumption is this person's a problem and he moves to kill them because in his world if someone's a problem that means they're trying to get your food and they're draining your resources right exactly you have to kill him in his mind yeah it is bizarre it it's pretty well written it's very interesting but something from there that I, um oh right so they 
mistake in trying to send him back, and they end up sending him to North Korea in the middle of a North Korean base oh, in 2006, no. in which the North Koreans take a picture of his face, take a picture of the documents on him, and he disappears back into time before they can truly torture it. Uh, 2014, so eight years later, yeah. um, someone comes up to him, or some people talking about him, like, so here in the CIA, we found a match for this guy, this picture from a North Korean base. And they show it data that literally could not have been gotten unless the North Koreans literally gave it to the United States. <laughs> and I'm like, what, in what world would that have happened? Well, maybe they got it when they were, you know... Um reverse hacking uh, <laughs> North Korea. Like, huh, this is interesting. Sony murders. They captured... Sony murder. Sony hack, sorry. Yeah. They... You know what? Oh, no, speaking of which... murdered is Spider-Man's character. Hey speaking of which... Yes, let's talk about that. I'm pretty sure Spider-Man coming over to uh, Marvel mostly happened at the speed it is because of that leak. Oh, absolutely. Because and, that, and the, did... the fact that they were talking about it got leaked and everybody got super excited and both yeah. companies said... We can really make money. Look well, how excited people are. It's something they're are. already talking about. Yeah. This just really pushed them ahead. The other thing is that someone asked uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds why they're making a, a Deadpool movie. He said, 100% the leak. Yeah. If the people excited over the leak forced the studio to say, fuck it, we have to do this. Yeah, well, and they, once the studio said, powerful. oh, people are really excited. Okay, I guess this will make money. Our bad. We thought this was an obscure character. I guess he's really popular. Let's make this movie. Uh, and I do want to talk about Spider-Man. I mean, go figure. Yeah. But I think now we're going to see leaking as a marketing oh, offensive, yeah. Oh, yeah. where there's a lot of false leaking and oh, things yeah. like that, and it's going this to get is funny. Just... Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is that you can almost always tell a false leak. Like you knew the Ryan Reynolds stuff was, or the Deadpool <laughs> stuff was re- was a real leak because it was like hand cam VHS level quality. And it showed up like on a few sites and it didn't explode until uh, Sony said, you know what? Or not Sony. Whoever had... Yeah. It, no, it is Sony, I think. Uh, no, no Fox. Fox. Fox said, you know what? We're not going to sue. And then it exploded. Yeah. That scene, yeah. So yeah. Spider-Man's back. I know! I, I can't imagine... Okay. Spider-Man's going to be in Civil War. <gasps> <laughs> like when I heard, I literally... I have fallen to my knees so many times in the last few weeks. I know! But... The last day! Because you got the Jon Stewart and the Spider-Man news on the same day. The, that John... Oh my god, I started crying. We'll talk about that in a bit. Let's yeah, talk about we will. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. oh my god. The idea of their... With what Marvel is doing, I hope they get total creative control. They don't have total creative control. Oh, it says in the press fuck. release that Sony still has creative control. But then it's not going to be a good movie. But obviously. the producers of the last five Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. Avirad and somebody else's name I don't remember, are not producers of the next. Oh, Spider-Man that's film. good. Kevin Feige is. Oh, oh, the head of yeah, the head of, of Marvel. Marvel. So okay, good, 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 good. So right. I'm I've really got a, a lot of hope. The one thing that makes me sad because I know this won't happen mm-hmm. is that everybody is saying. Now is the exactly right time to make a Miles Morales movie. And they fucking should and they won't. I They should? Although, while well, Mike Morales would be cool, Mar- you know Miles. what I... Mark Morales? Miles. Miles. Right, right. Miles, I'm sorry. Miles Morales, what I really want to see? Uh-huh. Peter Parker, played by Glover. That would be cool, too. Oh! I know. Oh. But they'll never do it. They're already talking about using the kid from uh, Percy Jackson. Which I'm like, I don't it, know about no. that. No. Choice. Guys... 
Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to, we have perfectly good actors who just happen to not be white just, here. Or just use them. If you're gonna keep using a white actor, Garfield was actually really fucking good at being Spider Man. He was getting back. a lot better, just less romance scenes with him because he came off super creepy in that second movie. <laughs> well that was the Unless he was in a romantic scene with Harry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like it was we watched it with Teresa, and she was like, oh my god, they're totally on a date. And I was like, I don't know. And then I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, yeah. he had so much more chemistry with Harry than he did with Mary Jane. That, wait, oh, you're talking Tobey Maguire. No, uh, Garfield. I feel Garfield had a lot more chemistry with, in the, it was so much more comfortable. You feel like Andrew Garfield had more chemistry than he did with Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone was kind of doing it 100%. Because they had real good there. chemistry. I don't Because of the know. fact that they're actually banging in real life. <sighs> then he's a great actor, because I didn't see that. No, I totally saw that. They had, uh, they had some of the best chemistry. I uh, totally I disagree with you. I did not. And honestly, I didn't really like her that much as Mary Jane. She wasn't Mary Jane. Oh, that's right. No, she was Gwen. Yeah. You're right. I liked her as Gwen. Why did I think she was Mary Jane? I don't know. Oh, that's, that's why right. I kept asking if you were talking about Tobey Maguire, because Mary Jane wasn't in the other Spider movies. Let me just put it like this. I think I'm confused because those movies were not... did not. There has never been a Spider-Man movie that satisfied me. Yes. The second movie was pretty damn... The second Tobey Maguire movie was pretty damn close. If the second could, Garfield movie was pretty good. It wasn't quite... If they hadn't tried to cram the Goblin into the last ten seconds, it would have been a much better movie. There are a lot of changes that had to be made. Yeah. I, I like that they did the death of Gwen Stacy... Um, I thought it was very artistic and true to the form. It wasn't really a story they needed to tell. Yeah. It, it wasn't all that... I mean, it's, it's really important to Spider-Man as a character in the comic books, but it's not one of those quintessential stories. Like, it's not one of those quintessential stories that you need to have in the movies. And if you're going to do it, you have to do it as more than just, well, now Gwen's dead. Because like, if you end yeah. the movie with her death, then you don't have to give Peter any of the time to do it. To the same reason why yeah. ending... Man of Steel with killing Zod was such a bad choice because you don't get it's like well this is Superman now yeah that's the end of the movie he flies yeah. off into space now so like if you're gonna well, do something major like I mean, that if do you're it gonna at the kill beginning someone, of the fucking movie you better run you're a fugitive now yeah it's true <laughs> uh, not that anyone was going to blame him oh except for all those people who died when the city was destroyed yeah um yeah <laughs> I really would like to see a Spider-Man movie that just hits it the way I, that Marvel has been doing with... I think they have a chance to do it now. But yeah. Because, and because he's going to be debuting in Civil War... As he to is? Movie, yeah, it's appearing in first. So I'm they, cool with that, that. To me, that means they're going to be throwing out the origin movie, which, thank God... Well, we don't need Spider-Man it. origin movies. And honestly, Spider-Man is not best in his origin. No, Spider-Man's origin is him being a shitty person. The end of his origin is him realizing, even though he's sixteen, he has to be an yeah. adult. And both both starter movies spent the first half of the movie on that, and it's like, it's a good story, but you don't need to spend that long. Give us ten minutes of bite the spider as Uncle dies. He great power, great responsibility. Then have him fight the lizard. You know what I find a huge problem. It what I think. A major part of the problem is writers interpret Peter Parker's um, uh, awkwardness to him being childlike. And as he progresses, 
they try and show him as less awkward, but when he's the most awkward, it, it's not his best time. Yeah. But that's not what makes Spider-Man awkward. Spider-Man's awkward because he's a nerd. Yeah. And they don't really tap into that, and they make his awkwardness seem like a painful foot of clay. Yeah. Like, something that's hung around his neck that isn't true to the character that he'll eventually grow out of. Which he doesn't, and he no. shouldn't. No, and right, that's because his awkwardness isn't a problem. His um, his lack of perspective was a problem. Yeah. And that wasn't most of his character. Most of his character was way after he tried joining the Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, like, he... The best Spider-Man stories, in my opinion, were the stories of him in middle age, where he's making things work and it's not about him failing all the time it's about him enduring and getting back up yeah uh one of the interesting things that i heard as that as part of the um uh secret wars shake up the marvel universe yeah uh, they're going to be putting out um and i don't know if it's a one shot or if it's going to be a new series but there's going to be a, a a series that follows peter um, at the age where he's married to Mary Jane and has a kid, <gasps> which would be really cool to get that. Wait, are they story. just going back to that? I don't know. Oh my! See, the way God. the way that uh, so have you heard about how Secret no. Wars is going to shake up? Okay, so Not what's at all. Tell me. happening with Secret Wars? And this is I like what Marvel's doing because it's it's almost a universe reboot, but it's not a reboot in all the awful ways DC did it. Um, Secret Wars is going to take all the alternate universes Marvel has had mm-hmm. and combine them into one universe called Battle World. Oh, where yeah, I each that. country is a different alternate universe. So each it's one world, but every like okay. landmass is from a different universe. Um, at the end of Secret Wars, that's not going away. That's going to merge together and become the new Marvel Universe, and they're going to be able to pick and choose whatever characters from whatever alternate universes to include in their stories. How is that going to change the base setting, though? Because the qu- base setting is now Battleworld. So Marvel is no longer a modern superhero thing. It is an alternative superhero set. Kind of, yeah. Or that, it's going to merge into think... one thing, into one universe, and they're just going to pick and choose what characters oh, they huh, like in each universe. Oh, that would be interesting. But it's, it's basically, the instead of rebooting their universe, they're changing the world the characters live on, but keeping the characters. I don't really foresee this... I foresee this being rewritten quickly, because the sort of changes that's going to do to a lot of the conceits of Marvel is just going to... I don't know about that. Cause but it, I'd like to see it work. Is it, it allows them to, like, you know, pull in different characters from different things. So, like, you know, if they want to um, say, like... You know, that's why, basically, the justification for Gwen Stacy Spider-Man getting her own ongoing title is that Ooh. she's going to just be pulled from her own universe into the current modern Can you universe. tell me more about Gwen Stacy Spider-Man? Because I've heard almost nothing, but I've seen the costume much. and it's The cool. costume is great, and I know she was really, really popular in Spider-Verse and she's getting her own comic, but I don't know much more than that. So it's like she was bitten instead of yes, Parker? That, Dude. That's exactly what it does is. Does Peter die? I don't know. Oh my god. I think so. Oh my god. Yeah. Who's Gwen Stacy? What kind of person is she like? Her father's a police officer. Whoa. Yeah, you should go check it out. Spider-Man. That sound, okay, I have to say, of all the but what if the character was a girl things that people have ever tried to do and like, what if it's, you know, Supergirl or things yeah. like that. All the Spider-Man characters like that have been amazing. Yes, um, you would you would really enjoy Spider-Verse. It's a really fun romp through uh, I, Spider-Man I've history. I looked at a few of the things, and I always chuckled to myself. Yeah, you 
I did I tell you or did you tell me about Leopard and his appearance? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was one of the Holy crap. I am the emissary of hell. Okay then, just punch that guy. <laughs> I uh uh I like that the big bad <laughs> there is uh Maru and his family. Yeah, more yeah. Because that's I when um JMS first introduced I'm like this is kind of a non-iconic villain that would make an incredible villain. Yeah. Because he taps, he kind of forces Spider-Man to be in this now-you-are-mystical thing in a way that they, I mean, JMS doesn't have to write for him anymore, but they can't get rid of that amazing theme. Well, and the nice thing about, you know, that he's a character that's very similar to Doomsday for Superman and that you should only pull him out when things are going to go very, very, very badly for Peter, right? Like it, it's it, because he's, he is he's the narratively supervillain. He isn't like one of his power is once he focuses on a archetype, he will always be just twice as strong as that person. Yeah, that's and that is his thing, which is the type of situation Peter stories really excel at. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> I'd get back into comics if I had more money or if I. I, I need to be wooed back because I... See what Secret Wars does for you. I'm thinking I might go another way and look at Gwen. Not I was thinking Gwen, but there was another Spider-Man title with a female. Silk? Yes. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Uh, basically, the spider, after he bit Peter, mm-hmm. fell off Peter and then crawled over to another girl on the same school bus and bit her. And she's just called Silk? Yep. Interesting. And I think there's more to her than the reason oh, yeah. why we haven't seen her active until now, mm-hmm. but that's about all I know. I've really been enjoying the uh, Captain Marvel comics, but yeah. I haven't been able to enjoy them legally, so I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I know my shame. I should really buy them. Miss Marvel buying. is really, really good, too. Yeah. 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 Should I find a way, if there's a way I can get you access to my um, Comixology account, because I buy be a lot cool. of comics digitally, and then you could read them. I would really appreciate that. Yeah. So, talking about huge news this week. I was going to say, we've got about 15 minutes left on the podcast. Would you like to spend those 15 minutes eulogizing Don Stewart's time on The Daily Show? It, I can't do this without being selfish because, I mean, he, he had a long run of 15, yeah. uh, 16 years. Yeah. And he did amazing. He literally changed the way some people in the news talk about the news. He went on... Uh, Crossfire. Crossfire and ended that yes, fucking show, which was, which was great. He literally ended it. Yeah. Uh, he produced Colbert. What Colbert has done through uh, their efforts has been incredible. Uh, what John Stewart has done simply for Veterans Affairs. John Stewart forced um, the last election to shift in the end to be talking about veterans. Yeah. He made them do that. Yeah. He's my hero because of the way he presents information was... Do you remember me bitching about how uh, teaching philosophy courses were bullshit and yes. I didn't get what I was supposed to be? I This wasn't helping me teach? Yeah. I learned a lot of how to teach by watching Jon Stewart because he, he teaches people and he shows them things by getting them to that aha joke moment because it's the same fucking reaction as learning something. When you put two and two together, you get the joke and you make the connection and suddenly people from the Middle East are people instead of enemies. <laughs> like, he can do that. And that's the sort of teacher I want to be. And I always... 
imagine going to see him in New York. I've never been to New York. Oh, man. And the tickets are free, and I always wanted to go, and I always thought I could go. <sighs> but now it's not possible. I, I know how you feel. It's like how I felt when I found out that, uh, and obviously, John Stewart is not dead, but when I found right. out that Bob Anderson and yeah. David Eddings had both died, it was one yeah. of those, like, there's a people that I always really wanted to spend, to be able to say to them how they'd affected my life that I never will get the chance to now. This is going to seem really corny. Yeah. Before I met you in college when I had bad roommates, John Stewart was kind of my surrogate friend in that yeah. I didn't have people to hang out with and the people who wanted to hang out with me were all into drinking and the more I hung out with them, the shittier I felt, so yeah. I stopped. But I always went into the, uh, into the uh, public room on my floor to watch John Stewart at 11 o'clock yeah. every night yeah. because I didn't have anything. I was a freshman and... That's when I started watching him all the time, and he became familiar. And when I realized I could see him on uh, on the computer, I was like, I, I don't need TV, because the only thing I would want TV for is watching this show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I got to imagine this is what it felt like, uh, how my mom always talks about when uh, Johnny Carson left The Tonight oh, Show. yeah. It's like one of those things that you just, that he's been such a part of your life for so long, mm. even just as a TV personality. You kind of expect he'll always be there. <coughs> when he comes on TV and says, "No, I'm going to step down," it just there was. I honestly didn't believe the article when I first read it. Near did I. I I didn't want it to be true, and I kind of. I couldn't help. I could, Melissa said it, and I just believed her. Yeah. Fell. I. She, she could tell you. I was in the kitchen. I was preparing a sandwich. I just fell to my knees and started oh. crying. Because I. It also was that shitty a day. Like. Yeah. Everything had been going wrong. You know what John Stewart did on Monday? I think it what? was. He invited his friend, um, the uh, comedian fake news show host from uh, Egypt, who got who was put in jail because he appeared on the John Stewart show. Oh, the the guy who made Rosewater about? Yeah. Okay. No. N- oh no no. Two different people were put oh, in geez. jail. That that guy was from Iran. Okay. Um, the guy I'm talking about was from Egypt. Um, and he had him say, as a Middle Eastern person, re- react to us. And the bit was entirely, America, leave us alone. And he humanized it so much. I think he said something that wasn't a narrative we talk about at all in the, um, uh, in the West, which is that we don't need to be there. And they don't want us to be there, even though they want our money. Yeah. And the, it's like an abusive relationship. And the way that they showed that, it was fucked up from every side. It That's not... John Sear has an amazing way of changing the way we talk about... The way we talk about current events. Yeah. And... He's my hero. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I mean, not like my parents are my hero, but he's my hero. <laughs> I think I like John Stewart better than your parents, actually. Well, you don't. You know, John Stewart didn't put me through college. That's true. Well, he just got you through college. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well put. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was you know when I was in high school, I had this amazing Spanish teacher that sort of opened my eyes to the whole social justice area of the world and how you know we treated people and what America had done in our history. You know, I I had never learned of all the stuff like how we you know overthrew the. The democratically elected leader of Chile in order to install yeah. our own public. Oh yeah, and like 
I um, all over the world. Yeah, and you know, it was when I got to college. There was it's because you know we were living in the bush years then, and it's I I don't know that it's necessarily better now, but it was certainly different. There were there, there was, was so many things to be outraged about at the time, and there was we, a lot more uh, a narrative on yeah. Things. That getting to like come home Maybe. at the end of the night and turn on John Stewart and just see him say the things we were all thinking, but yeah. say them in such a way that allowed you to laugh at them and to feel that kind of release, it just really put everything into perspective and really made me personally feel like at least there were other people in the world trying to change the world and it wasn't just, you know, us. It wasn't cynical. Yeah. Because he's never cynical. Yeah. And the other thing I really like about him is that... Um, He's created this attitude of looking at um, conservatives as a way of saying, guys, what are you doing? And not, look at these fuckers over here. Yeah. Like, he makes fun of them, but he doesn't say, and they're awful. Yeah. He just, it's about it, trying to hold them accountable. He's just as confused as we are most of the time. But it, Yeah. <laughs> it, in many ways, um, how am I going to put... I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to continue to listen to Rachel Maddow once there's no more Daily Show. <laughs> because I can listen to her, but she is not very self-aware. Yeah. And there is a certain glint in what she's saying that she is not aware of that he is. And when she talks about him, she totally doesn't get that the ways in which he's making fun of her and other people like her are valid or there. She just doesn't see him. Yeah. She thinks they're on the same side. And he went on a show and said, no, I'm not on any side. And that's what makes me different from you. Yeah. And that is... That was huge. His, I mean, I don't get up to parade in front of City Hall a lot. I mean, I did it when the Iraq War was on, but I got up to see the uh, rally to restore that sanity. That was such a fun day. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I was so glad they broadcast that in City Hall. I still have pictures on my Facebook account of all the crazy people in the hilarious side yeah. until that day. That yeah. was, the the greatest part about that was watching the news coverage of all the people who were like, so this is a pro-Obama rally. And people were like, nope. So this is a pro-Democrat rally? Nope. So what is this about? Not you. Like, <laughs> Being against what you. you are doing. Yeah. You need to stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> stop. Hurting uh, America. Yes. You are literally hurting America. So stop. As yeah. we quote him in that. From the Crossfire interview, yeah. That was an amazing interview. And oh, there were no. times in which he he also is one of the few people that the right sees as a lefty. And yeah. he is pretty yeah. liberal. But they will still come on his show, and while he'll sometimes pull his punches, he will outright ask Mike Huckabee why his gay friends are not as valuable as his straight <laughs> friends. And Mike Huckabee is, will go, uh, 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 and, and <laughs> Nobody's softballing me, I don't know what to do. Right? And just, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Or what, how Mike Huckabee... Like, he asked him this point, Blake, so how do you get off on criticizing Obama for what their children listen to, which has violent lyrics, but you played bass with Ted Nugent, who in the song he was singing was talking about essentially statutory rape. <laughs> like, I... He... That's why The Daily Show is so good. We need people like him who are able to get... Because... The thing that the, the Daily Show has done so well for so many years is that they've gotten into the halls of power by being said by saying, "Ha ha, we're a comedy show, we're harmless," yeah. and then they've gotten right in front of the people so they can ask the questions of like the of common sense questions that nobody else is fucking asking. 
Yeah, and they also rag on the news in a way that people don't rag on the news because yeah. the news has become this corporate um, entertainment industry that we don't really fully understand right now, and it really does influence the way that we do politics, and people like John Stewart understand that, and they're trying to show us that. But I'm pretty sure, I hope, the the Daily Show will keep going. Yeah. I, when I see something like The Nightly Show, I have a lot, the freaking, that show is amazing. Yeah, I need to sit down and start watching it. it some yet. of the things they've talked about were incredible. When they do the, like, Keep It 100, some of the questions that they ask <laughs> are, like... Like, at one point, he um, he asked this woman who was a feminist. She writes for The Daily Beast, uh-huh. um, but also about an Islamophobia. And she's like, if you could end Islamophobia or sexism, which would you end? The other one, though, becomes twice as worse. <laughs> and she's like... I'm going to have to go with sexism because there are way more women in the world than, than Muslims. And he's like, okay, okay. And then in the end, they're like, would you answer one of these questions? Like, ooh, turning around on me. Answer that one. And he pauses like, oh, this is really hard. And the <laughs> audience actually turned on him and he was forced to answer. And they gave him weak tea. Because <laughs> like, it's a hard, how do you tell a group of people, yeah, I'd fuck you over for this other group of people. Yeah, it's true. So who do you think is going to take over his desk? I don't know who will. I just know... I'm not quite sure who. I really would like it to be... um, Oh, God. What's her name? Samantha Bee? Not Samantha. Samantha Bee is not quite... uh, This is going to sound... She doesn't quite have the the wit, the -the in-the-moment wit. Like, a lot of her best stuff comes through well-written stuff. Someone was suggesting having her and her husband co-anchor the show would be really funny. I think that would be cool, but I think he kind of has a similar problem, and I think that's because they do a kind of older style of comedy. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to think. What what is her name? Uh, she, uh, she's new on the show. She's way younger than us. She's in college. She's 22. Um, she's done a lot of amazing pieces. She has really long hair. She's African-American. Um, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. I don't know her name. Well, she'd be cool, but I don't think she's quite old enough to do it. I don't think uh, the people that she'd be talking to would give her the same amount of respect that yeah. they would give John also because she is so young. I mean, of course, there's the fact that she's a woman. A lot of people she'd talk to just don't respect women. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what if they pulled from outside their own cast? Somebody was suggesting... Um, yeah. Uh, the one the list I read today, someone suggested Chris Rock, which might be interesting. But I think that would be cool. He'd have to pull himself back a little bit. Yeah, also, but I think Chris Rock. Hmm. Hmm. What about Steve Carell? Uh, he's never really been that. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't know how politically minded he is. Yeah. Um. Just to show you, I'm not just going to go for the people I like. I wouldn't say Chris Hardwick could do it. No. He no, can't. No. Or, not that I say he can't. I don't think he's a good fit. No. Um, but. Although he's great at interviews, but he wouldn't be great He at is, but he's great at interviews because, and I, I think he's a great guy, but he is so good at patting people on the back. Like, yeah. he will tell people he likes them. I'm sure he means it in the moment, and he generally means it because he's a good person. Yeah. But he, can, he can't give hard-hitting questions. Uh, he or yeah. at least he, we never see him do anything like that. Except for that think, one time he shut down Marilyn Manson, but yeah. Yes, 
And I think that's because he is a great interviewer. He makes people very comfortable, but that's not what we need in The Daily Show. No. Um, the person I really want is that woman whose name's escaped. God, I know... Huh. Like, I was just talking to someone about her online earlier today. I feel extremely embarrassed. You should, Jarris. How dare you? Well, I also feel partially embarrassed because I'm trying to access the information and my brain's going, she's attractive. I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I need right now. I, I was like, she said some really awesome things about feminism. I'm like, not a name, buddy. Not what I need. Have I told you she's attractive? God damn it, shut up. <laughs> You're really outdoing the other feminist thing. I was like, well, if you think <laughs> about it, I don't want to think about it. I want her name. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I think she would be great for it because she has this certain way of talking. Um, she... I think of it like this. Uh, I like listening to Rachel Maddow because she's really intelligent. Yeah. But I like listening to John Stewart because he's super witty. And we need someone with an incredible amount of wit. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I know exactly who they is right now, but her name begins with an S. Is it an S? I don't know. Sick. No, no, damn it! Uh, look her up, please. Okay, I'll thank do you. Now. Um, whose name do I know that I'd want to put on it? Uh, not John Hodgman, though he is on there sometimes. Jessica Williams. Yes, Jessica Williams. Okay, not an S. Jessica no. Williams is awesome. There is an S in her name. <gasps> I have it. What? He wouldn't be a good pick because he doesn't know much about American culture or politics but that actually might make him great but uh Noah um or someone someone Noah he's a new guy he's from South Africa also that might partially be my hormones talking you'll see when you see his picture <laughs> you showed me a picture oh my god yeah I don't uh, know I feel like but he has incredible charm everybody on the Daily Show cast and I, I, this may be unfair but I don't feel like any of the correspondents are really ready to step up and be the new Jon Stewart yeah. I think John Oliver was but he's gone off yeah no now he's doing a new thing oh ah uh, um no 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 um I was thinking of um what's his name who is in Avatar yeah uh, he wouldn't know. I am. Yeah. You know I, who's, I uh, don't you think know, I'm fit to say. You know who? You know who's free and who could do it? Who? Jay Leno. Gross. Hello, Hello welcome, welcome to the Ace Podcast. Podcast. What Jay, episode are we on? Uh, one thirty-eight, I believe. Nice. Uh, Jarris, if they want to email us, how can they do that? There, are, well, there's one way to email us, but there are many ways to contact us. If you are going to email us, please email us at a c e o f g e k s p o d c a s t i n g at gmail.com that's ace of geeks podcasting at gmail.com but if you want to talk to us in person and you're going to dungeon this weekend which is tonight yes come uh, find us our game's going to be out on sunday but we're going to be walking the halls you'll recognize us because if you're going to dungeon you probably know us personally <laughs> <laughs> it's true but if you don't know us say hi um we'd like to meet a lot more people um and Oh, like someone I met tangentially through a book club kind of came at me with um, what would be a great episode to listen to. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't listen to them anymore because my voice annoys me. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that you're trying to compile a list. We got um, uh, suggestions of both of our con uh, Yeah, uh, those but were But if you want to email us and let us know what 
episodes of the podcast you Please think do. are good ones yeah. to start listening with, that would be great. You can also find us at... Uh, we're on Tumblr, aceofgeeks.tumblr.com. Facebook, the Ace of Geeks podcast. Twitter, Ace of Geeks. Google Plus, the Ace of Geeks. And we're on um, Instagram, at Ace of Geeks. And that's all of our social media. Do you say our but, website? Oh, aceofgeekspodcast.com. Yep, there uh, we go. Or aceofgeeks.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you'd like to... Uh... Oh, yes, and you know what's a really great thing to do when you're done listening to a podcast at the end of the day, Jairus? I like reading books, but my eyes hurt. Well, you should fire up an audiobook from audible.com. That's great because my ears are virgin and unused. <laughs> Melissa, use Jarrett's oh, I love, love, She has been... She has So we've recorded this whole thing. And Melissa hasn't said anything, but at that point, she starts laughing. <laughs> uh, anyway, go to audibletrial.com slash Geeks and corrupt Jarrett's ears. I, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.